Welcome in to another edition of the Worst Force Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm very excited to introduce this next guest. She is currently the Senior Coordinator of Partnership and Services for the Gator Sports Properties. Please welcome Teal Hartman, everybody. Hello. Hi, how's it going? And um, I'm excited to have you on, and, you know, it's great. How are things down in Florida right now? They are pretty good. Um, it's uh, not not such a good day following uh, March Madness uh, this past week with our loss, um, but it's been pretty good. Nice weather yeah. so far. Yeah, for sure. And um, just on that, like, even, you know, with the loss, you know, talk about the moment and having a tournament and being there and having a chance to, you know, get to that moment, even though it didn't end in a win, of course, but Talk about the moment and having a chance uh, for the team to make it that way and having a chance to, you know, be a part of that given last year there was no tournament or March Madness and everything. Right. I mean, honestly, um, with my position, I'm not, you know, specifically close to the um, basketball team or any of the athletes um, at the moment, especially with COVID. Um, But as a student athlete myself and someone that works in the industry, I think it's incredible that they were able to pull it off. Um, Not only just um, Florida going to the tournament and other schools going, but just having the tournament in general um, with COVID. I think it was an awesome thing that they were able to pull together the NCAA. And I'm glad that the bubble was able to work out, but it means a lot to the community. Um, And you think about how like, you know, difficult COVID was on on everyone um, with their mental state and everything, having to stay inside. I think sports was a good break for that um, and kind of like helps alleviate the the stress and the madness. At least it did in my world um, because I'm a sports person. But, you know, I think even the student athletes getting to go was really awesome. I mean, it would, you know, I think that it would really, really stink if you went and competed the whole season and couldn't do your final competition or meet or game of the year and not really get to showcase all your skills and everything you've done for the whole season. So not only was it just an awesome feat for the NCAA to accomplish in hosting the meet, um, but for the players to be able to go and be successful um, at any level is just is really cool for this year. Yeah, I love that. Uh, couldn't say it any better. So I like to start off the podcast and uh, talk about, you know, where did sports begin for you? And, you know, where did that influence early on as a kid, you know, whether it was going to games growing up or being an athlete yourself, you know, where did it all begin for you uh, in the sports journey? Yeah, um, pretty soon. Uh, my Both my parents <laughs> were athletes, um, not at the collegiate level, but Um, So I was in a bunch of sports. So was my brother growing up. I was actually on a swim team and competed when I was two years old. Uh, So it's pretty young, (laughs) uh, especially for a little kid Um, was definitely not good at two years old. Um, But, you know, it started really young, was in all different kinds of sports, Um, swimming, soccer, softball, basketball, gymnastics a little bit. I'm extremely uncoordinated. So some of those didn't last for a long time, but um, it started when I was young and I really enjoyed it. I liked 
pushing myself and I was always a little bit of a tomboy. So sports was kind of where I shined, especially because I think growing up, you do kind of get, um, you know, caught in between wanting to either play with the boys or play with the girls. And I was always kind of playing with the boys. So I think sports was a really cool thing for me to, uh, I don't know, kind of fit in, I guess, because especially at that young age, I could play with both boys <laughs> and girls. So that was fun for me because I never really enjoyed playing with dolls growing up. But um, <laughs> I enjoyed um, pushing myself and the drive that I had because I always either wanted to be the best or just see how much better I could personally be. Um, so from then on, I went, you know, swam in high school. And then that led me to the collegiate level where I competed and swam for Marshall University in Huntington, West Virginia. Um, after that, I kind of quit sports, but, uh, well, not quit. I mean, I, I graduated, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of funny because when I was getting my degree, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I even had a couple meetings with my advisors and they were like, you know, Teal, you really need to pick something. Sports is going to be over, you know, when you graduate. So you have to pick something that's out of sports. And I just remember having a huge identity crisis um, with myself because I'm like, what do you mean sports is ending? And like, I knew it was going to, mm-hmm. but I hadn't come to that realization. So I chose um, marketing. It was my undergraduate degree. And after that, I kind of did a few jobs here and there. Um just trying to figure things out and actually landed a job working for IMG college at the time at Marshall university doing their sports marketing and sponsorship. And that's what kind of led me to the journey of working in sports. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, going back to just having that influence and the the competitive nature um, talk about, you know, the lessons that you learned, you know, being an athlete, and how, what lessons did you learn playing sports as a kid and even at the collegiate level that have helped you professionally? Yes. Um, actually, I really think that um, swimming was a great thing that helped me because not only can swimming be an individual sport, um, especially when you get to college or high school, it's more of a team sport. Um, so, you know, not only are you learning how to swim for yourself, better yourself day in and day out at practice, and you can see that progression, you're actually on a team with other people. And so you learn to have exceptional teamwork and, you know, cheering for other people. And I think in, in, you know, some cases being selfless, because I mean, there are times when you have a really you know, bad race or a bad <laughs> me, and you you have to pick your head up and be happy for the people that uh, had good meets or had good races. And you can't just be the person that's down because you didn't swim very well. So it's always, it's not only about yourself. And I think that teamwork was really a thing that has helped me in the professional space. Um, I think that I have learned that. And I think that uh, Marshall was a great space to learn that professionally because there, I think everyone is in it for everyone. It's, you know, kind of all for one. And I think that that was a really cool thing for me to learn, not only as a student athlete there, but as a, um, someone that works there and realizes that everyone's in it together and will help you do whatever. And I think that's a really good team environment that, um, I would always continue to strive to have moving forward in my life. 
Yeah, for sure. And, you know, talk about the influence and going to Marshall. What was that like? And how important was it to have, you know, playing sports at that collegiate level? Um, how important was it for you to do that and be able to have that experience, you know, as a student athlete? You know, it was really interesting um, saying that. Uh, reflecting back on it, I, you know, my goal, my whole life in elementary school, middle school, and high school was, you know, you're doing this to get a college scholarship, and you're doing this to get a college <laughs> scholarship. And then when I got to the recruiting process, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really doing this. Like, you know, what am I going to do once I have it? Because that kind of seemed like, you know, what I was trying to get to. And not that I didn't want to get a degree or anything like that. I did. Mm -hmm. It was just all that I had known um, that, well, at least that was my goal. So um, having to readjust those goals once you were there is something that, um, you know, I was used to doing, having to readjust my goals after making them and stuff. But, um, you know, it was a cool process. And I think that, um, you know, working in sports is kind of in the same way. And so I think that it was a good thing to learn um, that at Marshall, like, you know, there's always going to be something new. And I think that um, being a student athlete there was exciting because I felt like there was always something new coming around the corner. And I think that it was a good environment um, for teamwork and selflessness. And I just think it was overall just uh, a good place to have learned all of these lessons that I'm going to use in the future. Yeah, I love that. And and talk about, you know, the swimming in particular. What did you enjoy most about it? And what was the most challenging part about, you know, being a swimmer? What did I enjoy most? Uh, that's, a, that's a trick question. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, what I enjoyed most was um, the structure, I think, that it gave me. Um, I never really knew anything else. I think back to when my structure started. And I mean, obviously when I was young, because I was in sports, but I didn't realize like, you know, so young, I was probably doing nine to 10 practices a week when I was 13 and 14 years old. And then moving on to doing that same uh, thing all the way through high school and then all the way through college. So I think the structure and time management skills that I learned from swimming as a whole, because I mean, you have to have a lot of practices and you have to spend a lot of time in the water and training. And um, a lot of that time is done before and after school. So, um, you know, you have morning practice at five o'clock in the morning. Then you have to go to either high school or, you know, college classes. And then in the afternoon when you're done with school, you go back to practice. And then, you know, whatever time you get done with practice or lifting or whatever it may be, you still have homework to do. Um, you know, whether it's college or high school or middle school, you still have homework to get done. And I think that structure really helped with my um, time management skills. And I think it honestly made me become a really hard worker. Uh, I was a hard worker with my athletics, but I think with, um, you know, professionalism too, because I really wanted to do everything I could that I was used to doing in the pool, um, kind of laying it all out there. And I think that, um, you know, being able to have that structure was really good for me. And things that I did not like about it, um, you know, I think it, it was a lot of time. I put a, I put a lot of time into practice and um, traveling and, you know, money and 
everything you need to do it. I think it's a lot of everything, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think it was an awesome experience. And, um, you know, I think that I definitely have a fear of jumping in a cold pool now, but uh, for good reason. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Um, so talk about, you know, that professional piece and your role now and how that opportunity came about and turning that passion as a sports athlete into being a sports professional and working in sports business. Right. Yes. So um, <laughs> I, you know, started working at Marshall, my alma mater, and I really enjoyed sports. <laughs> and I think um, what I was telling you earlier that I really didn't know what I was going to do after graduation, after sports ended. Um, I did enjoy marketing and I did enjoy, um, you know, learning about other people and ways that products can um, jump out at people and stuff like that and, and be marketed to them. But once I started working in sports, um, which kind of was, you know, just happened by chance because um, the sports industry is kind of a little bit of who, you know, um, and so when I got that job, you know, I was there for probably about a year and I was like, wow, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Um, like I, I love my job. I come home every day and I'm excited about what I'm doing. And so I ended up, um, applying to get my master's through the Ohio sports administration program. Um, and I did my, uh, yeah, professional master's through there because I was like, well, I want to do this for the rest of my life. What's going to give me the edge besides having worked here for, you know, a year and a half. And so I really felt that um, I needed that little piece of paper <laughs> and being a part of that, uh, <laughs> you know, big network that the Ohio sports administration brings, um, you know, as an alumni, but um, yeah. So I really think that I've learned a lot about the industry through the people that I worked with at Marshall, um, my master's program for sure. Um, I think one of the things that I'm really passionate about is um, learning about the industry because I find it fascinating and um, giving back to student athletes. I think um, I had a pretty good experience at Marshall as a student athlete. And I think that, you know, there are mm. things that I would either have happened to me there or have seen to my friends at other programs. And I think that, you know, there's a way that either I could make it better or I could, you know, really try to add on to what I think, you know, would be helpful to the student athlete side. So, you know, working right now for um, a third party company is great. I mean, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the year, that money goes back to the athletic departments that we bring in um, and it, and it does affect the, you know, the student athletes, but I think um, that I'm most passionate about the experience that um, the student athletes could benefit from the work that I do every day. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that. And talk about, you know, you were swimming yourself at Marshall and talk about your time, you know, after you graduated, you spent some time as an assistant swim coach yourself. So, Talk about that process and how much enjoyment and experience you were able to get with that. Yeah, um, that was a really, really cool year. Um, you know, at that same time, not only was I working for Marshall, I was getting my master's um, 
through Ohio and then was um, Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, fell into the mold of helping coach that year um, at Marshall, which was really cool. Um, A lot of the girls I had swam with before or they were recruits when I was still on the team. Um, So I wasn't so old and and out uh, of touch yet, Uh, especially still being in the area. I still kept up with a lot of them. So to me, that came full circle. Um, When I was done with swimming, I think I definitely went through, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, like an identity crisis. You know, I'm like, well, you know, sports is all I've known. And, you know, kind of what I said earlier, like, okay, well, like, I got to college now. I got a college scholarship. What do I do next? So it was kind of like, well, I finished school. I have a degree. What do I do next? So, um, you know, I wasn't swimming personally. I really, really love swimming as a sport, and I wasn't swimming personally. But being able to be um, back with the team and coaching again, was really cool. I have kind of coached here and there all my life at the um, club level and done like lessons for little kids and stuff. So um, moving on to college was just something that was, you know, I never thought that I would be able to put that, you know, on my list of things that I've accomplished on my resume, anything (laughs) like that. So um, that was really, really cool for me. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity because I think it uh, made it come full circle for me, especially at Marshall. And then also, I think it made me fall back in love with the sport again, um, especially after my identity crisis, I think I had. So it was really neat. Yeah, for sure. And then talk about that, you know, identity crisis and, you know, so many athletes, you talk about, you know, playing a sport, you know, at so many levels, at the grade school level, at high school, and, you know, even at college level, that's all you know, and it's hard to figure out what's next. So talk about how, you know, as a student athlete yourself, when you were doing it, what are some strategies for athletes who struggle with that? You know, what are some tips that you helped you get over that? Oh, man. I don't know that I have, that I have many <laughs> tips. I think I still go through it daily. Um, I do think, at least speaking to it, that it could uh, happen to anyone. You know, I think that that sports is so goal driven, whether it's personal or team oriented, that that's all you know. And so, um, when it comes time to, you know, finish or quit because of an injury or graduate or anything, I think it's really hard to come to terms with like okay, what's my next goal going to be? Because I feel like you're always shooting for that goal. And then, you know, once your kind of career is over, it's like, okay, well, you know, this wasn't in my sights at all, especially if you get an injury that, you know, maybe your goal is no longer attainable or it's so much farther away. Um, I do think it really helped. I definitely did a lot of reflecting after I finished swimming. And I'm not going to say that it 100% helped me, um, but I think that it helped a lot. Hmm of trying to make those connections between what I learned as an athlete and how I can take those things moving forward. Um, like my work ethic. Um, I've been told by a number of people that my work ethic is, um, really good, but also I'm really great at consistency. And, um, I remember hearing that, you know, all the time growing up as a kid, as an adult, And in college, like, you know, you're very consistent, which whether that's a positive thing or a negative thing, um, I realized that I could take that into my professional career. And, you know, 
churn out some work that is consistent, whether it's, you know, I don't even know, like sales oriented or, you know, just <laughs> doing hard work every day where you get all your tasks done, you know, just be consistent with everything you do. So I learned that, you know, from my my sports um, with swimming and my times and my goals and everything with that being consistent. And there's a number a number of other things, too, that I learned about teamwork, leadership, working together as a group um, that I think I really did take time to sit down and realize like, okay, what are my strengths or what happened here that maybe wasn't so good that I, I know that I can do differently in my professional career when, um, you know, sports and goals and stuff aren't really on the line. So I did a lot of reflecting and I'm definitely not, I wouldn't say out of the woods yet. I think I pretend like I, like I'm out of the woods, but I'm definitely not. Um, but yeah, it just takes a lot of time. And I think reflecting on how you can use what you've learned in athletics in your professional life is, is a really cool thing that, um, you'll find a lot of similarities that you didn't really notice before. For sure. I love that. Always, always working to improve. And I want to touch on something too, being a, a player and, and an athlete, what does the phrase more than an athlete mean to yourself? And because, you know, obviously, whether it's spectators, fans, you know, when it's game time, a lot of times that's the focus point. It's the focus point of the sport. But talk about how important is it to have athletes, student athletes, professional athletes, be more than just the player on the field, the swimmer, you know, in your lane and all that stuff. Talk about that and what more than the athlete. Definitely. And, uh, you know, speaking to that, I just would like to preface it that, you know, I come from a a non-revenue sport and I definitely see um, how revenue sports as a whole could be seen as, you know, just an athlete or, you know, you're just someone that plays on, you know, under the lights on Friday nights or Saturday nights or, um, I completely understand that, especially being on the, you know, kind of money side of the industry now. But as an athlete, um, you know, and, and from a non-revenue sport, you do really have to put a lot more than just athletics into your life every day. I mean, um, you know, a lot of the swim teams across the nation, they have GPAs that are, you know, one of the highest of all athletic departments, you know, there's like, you know, the swim team, the golf team, the tennis team, you know, they've got to have their GPAs high. And those are the ones that, you know, they are more than athletes because they do put up good numbers for their or <laughs> good grades, <laughs> um, but also good numbers with the GPA because, you know, not only do they, I think, realize that there's going to be more to life after swimming or tennis or golf or whatever it may be, um, you know, they have goals outside of that. And I'm not sure that I, I think that that comes from, you know, there not being a ton of money in those kinds of sports. I mean, I know at least with swimming, being a professional swimmer, you know, there's not um, as many, I think, and I don't know how accurate this is now, but I know that there used to be only like 30 some professional swimmers that, you know, that were endorsed, um, at one point in the U.S., which is crazy to think about the number of basketball players that are professional, football players, golfers, anything like that. So I think coming from a non-revenue sport, I think you realize that more. But I think that it also 
um, is a really cool platform to use. And I, I know your reference of more than an athlete. Um, and so I think that it is a really great, um, you know, way to show your feelings and your um, views and how you can really make a difference because you do have a lot of eyes on you. So I think it's a really cool thing. Um, I just think you have to be careful with, you know, some of the things and some of the images that you see. I mean, and here I go about comparing it to the, um, you know, the money side of the industry. But, you know, it goes with any athlete that a um, company is looking to endorse. You know, what is the risk involved? Because they do have their own platform, you know. So is it, are, you know, are they going to be um, someone that's going to, never have any bumps in the roads or anything like that? Or is it going to be someone that we're going to have to keep an eye on because of, you know, the platform that they have? So I think it's just, um, you know, it's a really cool thing to be able to have that platform and use it in the right ways. But I think it is a little bit tricky once you get past that, um, you know, more than an athlete and building your brand sort of thing. For sure. And and I want to talk about the non-sports side, because obviously when you play the sport, how important is it to find, you know, other ways to give back, whether, you know, not just through the sport, but other ways to give back and, and make a difference um, when you're not playing? Uh, in what way do you mean? Um, just like um, you know, obviously there's a lot of time, <laughs> time spent, you know, as an athlete, uh, getting prepared, playing the game. Um, but whether it's college professionally, um, how important is it to get involved, you know, in things outside of the Yeah. I mean, well? I think, um, really being involved in the community, I mean, sports, um, really brings people together because I think everyone, or not everyone, but people can get behind, you know, a game and especially if they're all like-minded and I think that you know getting behind um, a community of things and a subject that you're passionate about is really cool um, you know I, I'm really passionate about you know personally not only because I come from sports but people being able to learn to swim um, because it is a, a big deal that a lot of people don't know how to swim and there are a lot of deaths every year of people drowning and so I think it's really important that whether you're an athlete or not to kind of find that passion and, and drive in yourself. And I think that that's a connection that you can make between, um, you know, athletes and, and non-athletes is that there's still that passion and there's still that drive. It's just that some people use it, you know, every day to go out and make a difference in their community or in the world and others kind of put it into sports and really build that platform for themselves and, uh, and on from there. Yeah, I love it. And um, yeah, definitely making the impact of the community is huge. Um, so talk about your role now with um, IMG College and the connection with that organization and the correlation with that um, with the University of Florida. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, IMG College was uh, ended up merging with Learfield um, sports probably two or three years ago. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I've been here the whole time, but it all kind of runs together <laughs> at this point. Um, but basically, um, we are a the multimedia rights holders for a bunch of schools across the country. 
um, and we help them with um, sports marketing. Um, so anyone that is going to advertise through a um, athletic department or wants to at a sporting event um, kind of comes through either a Learfield IMG College office or an internal office that kind of, you know, does the same thing that we do or even a competitor um, of ours in the industry. But um, so it's a sales based company. Um, and so a part of my job um, at Marshall and at Florida um, was making sure that everything that was sold um, to um, a partner of ours happens. Um, and that's the boiled down version of it. So if someone sells a, um, you know, a t-shirt toss at a football game, it's kind of, that's the seller's job, which is a, another um, role within my company and, and within my office. And then it's up to me once that is sold, it kind of lands on my desk and uh, it's up to me and the the person that sold that to work together to find out how we're going to execute that um, during game days. So that's kind of my role. And so anything that, that would need to be executed like that or basically anything after the sales process um, with a partner is kind of uh, put in our hands. And um, that's, that's, I guess, the easiest way to describe what I do because it's, it's not the same every day. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And given that um, Lair Fair IMG College works with multiple schools, you're particularly you're you work um, with uh, the University of Florida solely, or do you work? Yeah, with uh, I work with just well? University of Florida. Um, you know, I think that our company is it, it was around okay. 210 different schools across the country. Um, but one thing that I really enjoy about the company is that. Um, we are really close, I would say family. Uh, I don't get to see everyone, um, within the company. It's a lot of people, but I don't get to see everyone that often, but, um, it's they, you know, when, when you're kind of onboarded into the company, they tell you like, no one's really unreachable. Like, you know, it's, it's just an email away. And so, I mean, I have a lot of, um, people that I've connected with at different properties, um, across the, the company, but, you know, some in New Jersey, some in Texas, some uh, out in Colorado. And so there's, you know, any, any time you want to try to connect mm -hmm. with someone you can, and especially work together, because I mean, back to the whole sports thing, I mean, we all watch sports and we all see things on TV or social media. And so, you know, if I see something really cool that, you know, someone did at you know, Rutgers or something like that, then I can just call up someone that works there that's within my company and say, hey, I really like that, you know, promotion that you did, or I really like that fundraiser that you all were doing. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? And so um, I think, yes, I just work with University of Florida, but I think um, one of the cool things about the company is having a big, um, you know, bucket of resources that you can always go to. Yeah, for sure. And University of Florida is no uh, Definitely. small school. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's just, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, D1 SEC school. So I'm sure your schedule is packed. Um, you know, what did your day-to-day -day look like, you know, working with, you know, a, a university? Yeah, like um, university of Florida? it was definitely a really big change going from Marshall, um, you know, in Conference USA to Florida, 
um, in the SEC. But honestly, I mean, the, the job is kind of similar that I do every day. It's it's the same thing. And, you know, I'm doing the same role. It's just on a much larger scale. So, yes, I'm busy. Um, the athletic department here at Florida is great. I mean, there are a ton of people, a lot, way, way more at, at um, Florida. Um, but it's um, my day-to-day I would, I always tell people like the reason that I love it is um, at least my position is that it's never the same every day. And I think because, um, you know, I'm always into different things. I mean, we say that our company is a multimedia rights holder. Like it's more than just one form of media. I mean, we cover television, radio, in venue stuff, um, print ads, internet ads, stuff kind of like that. So you know, I think that one way that I really use my time management skills is, you know, trying to focus on one thing every day, like one category and really kind of, um, you know, do it to the fullest. So if I'm going to work on a print ad or something or, you know, getting together a print piece, I'm going to work on print today and I'm going to work on, you know, maybe radio something tomorrow and, and getting organized. So um mm-hmm. I don't know how to tell you what my day to day looks like because it's always different, but I think that that's really why I I enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. And now how many sports do you work with? Do you work with like all of the sports or is there like a certain segment um, that you work in particularly for those marketing? Um, I think that our office, um, I think that we work, about maybe nine um, sports fully and maybe a few others um, here and there. But um, what we kind of do is we kind of break it up um, between me and the other two people that um, work in my office um, that do the same role that I do. Um, We break it up and um, try to have, you know, not really many overlapping sports um, per person. So, you know, we wouldn't want to give one person men's and women's basketball because they're usually playing at the same times and you'd probably never have a day off if that was the case. So we kind of space it out. So um, this year at Florida, I was working with women's basketball, gymnastics and softball. Um, So that's what I had this year. Um, Not sure how we'll just, you know, break it down moving forward, but uh, I really enjoyed working with those sports, especially gymnastics this year. It was really, really cool to, to see. I've never even <laughs> been to a gymnastics meet before, so seeing that was really awesome. Yeah, yeah, and just talk about how much communication are you with, you know, the those specific sports and making sure that the marketing initiatives are are there and are executed and you know, just how much communication do you have or have to have um, to make sure, you know, from from a start of project to end of project that, you know, it's, yep, it's nope, going to be totally good to understand. <laughs> um, honestly, um, we do a lot of our communicating with the athletic department and their, um, you know, entire marketing staff, um, their marketing directors and their marketing coordinators. And they're basically our day to day contact and they're super important and very valuable to us. Um, I think they do a fantastic job, um, especially here at Florida. I think they run a, a really tight ship in a very good way. You know, I think that they they have their act together and um, it's really been awesome working with them. So, um, you know, working with the, you know, they I feel like I'm getting caught up in my words, but 
they really, um, you know, are the final say with everything. And then, you know, the marketing coordinators and the marketing directors within the athletic department at Florida are the ones that are really close with the um, coaches and student athletes and stuff like that. So we're kind of, um, you know, I would say on the outside compared to them, um, but in a good way. I mean, I think that they do a fantastic job, um, you know, really working with, you know, maybe what the atmosphere the coaches want or, you know, having a great experience for the student athletes um, at all their games, I think is um, a really cool thing that they value a lot here. And I've really enjoyed working in that environment. Yeah, for sure. And talk about, you know, what are some ads or campaigns that you particularly worked on uh, that you are most proud of, you know, during mm, your time? That's recording? a good question. <laughs> um, I really um, enjoyed, <laughs> and I have to say most of the work, um, you know, was done by the um, the athletic department marketing coordinators. But um, I really enjoyed this year <laughs> at gymnastics um, seeing that we did a promotion that was um, for community heroes. And I think in a normal year, they um, would have a, a single person that would receive, you know, maybe a, a prize pack or something from Florida, just highlighting someone in the community that was a hero this year. But um, one thing that I thought was cool with COVID this year was they didn't do a single person that won that, uh, I, I want to say award, but it's not really an award, just the promotion at a, at a meet. Um, they kind of just, you know, grouped people together and, and did a PA announcement at the gymnastics meets and just said, like, you know, we want to highlight our community heroes, like, please stand up um, and, and be recognized for, you know, local teachers in the area or local first responders in the area. And I think that was really cool to see, you know, not only, you know, every year, I think those first responders and teachers are really appreciated, but especially with COVID, it was really cool to, um, you know, give them a, a light, um, you know, of something that they can be recognized on a much larger scale than, you know, just their family and friends telling them that they did a good job when you have, you know, a stadium full of, you know, 2,500 people, you know, clapping for you when you stand up in, in the stands and see other people standing up too. So I think this year that was probably one of my favorite things that we did. For sure. And, and college athletics is a unique position because you're not only uh, a part of one sport, you're a part of multiple sports. So how unique and how fun is that experience when you're working? Yeah, I really like it. And, and, you know, kind of like I said earlier, like I really do enjoy that my days aren't ever the same. I do enjoy, you know, going from a women's <laughs> basketball game to the next day working a gymnastics meet and then a couple weeks later working, you know, outside at softball. So it's been a really unique experience and I enjoy bouncing back and forth. I mean, Maybe there's a little bit of ADD in me that, that uh, you know, really helps me get through that. But I, I, that's what I like the most, I think, is, is being able to have multiple sports and, and see different things come to fruition. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and the community piece is huge. Um, so, you know, for getting your master's, you mentioned earlier, you know, was there a, a you know, was that always going to be a part of the, the process? Or was there ever time that, 
you know, getting my master's wasn't an option or were you always determined to make that happen and, and get that? Uh, uh, you well, know, honestly, um, I would not coin myself as a good student in middle school, elementary school, high school, college. I, I don't <laughs> think I was. I mean, I, I worked hard, but I don't think that school was ever the thing that I um, really excelled in or enjoyed even. Um, but I did think that, you know, getting my master's was going to be a way to um, kind of make me stand out in the industry. I mean, I know that um, a lot of people these days are getting a master's because it makes them stand out. But I thought that even, you know, being a part of a really good um, source of network and then also as a female in the industry, which is, um, you know, has been male dominant for a while, but I think is starting to really open up for a lot of opportunities for females. I just felt like um, it was a really cool thing that I could add to my resume. And honestly, I learned so much, um, you know, about the industry and about different parts of the industry that I would highly recommend it to, you know, even people who are getting a a sports undergraduate degree, I would highly recommend, um, you know, getting some sort of master's degree or higher um, education in sports, because I learned a lot more there than I did uh, in undergrad, just with the, the level of everything that we dove into. Yeah, for sure. And you touch on it, you know, being a female in the sports industry can be a challenge, but given that, you know, things are starting to, to change, um, how proud are you of being a young female in the sports industry? You know, what does that mean to you? And, you know, what advice would you give, you know, the young yes, ladies? Who um, I am work very in the proud industry? of it. You know, I, I've never, um, really had any, huh. uh, you know, views about differences in genders, you know, about like a, a male dominated industry or a female dominated mm-hmm. industry. I didn't, I didn't really care about either of that. Uh, I was just passionate about working in sports. And, you know, once I got mm-hmm. here, I mean, I guess, yes, I guess I would notice that I would go to, you know, meetings or um, conferences and there would be a, a ton of, of males and uh, not a lot of females, but um, it really does make me proud that I've gotten here. And, um, there are a ton of opportunities opening up um, across the sports industry as a whole for women and young professionals that are trying to get in. And I think it's a really cool thing that um, there are a ton of organizations that have banded together to try to help, you know, women in the sports industry or in male dominated industries. And I think that it's been, it's made a really cool network. Um, I've been on a few calls and, um, you know, seminars of, of those kind of meetings. And I think it is so empowering. And so I, I would just tell anyone who is a, a female wanting to get into the industry, like, don't let the, you know, the numbers of how few females are in it now, or how many females are trying to get into the space <laughs> because they, you know, want those opportunities. I would say, just go for it because it's awesome. And, you know, I've enjoyed it so much. And I think all the people that you'll meet along the way are extremely empowering and always want to be your friends. So I've enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there and talk about mentors. Um, you know, you mentioned family, you know, first and foremost, you had a great family influence in the sports, but talk about, 
you know, who professionally have been mentors for you yeah, uh, to help I, you along the process um, as well? I have a really good friend of mine um, that, you know, I worked with at Marshall and he was an Ohio grad as well um, uh, from the sports administration program. And uh, he was a really great mentor to me. And um, I, I can't, you know, thank him enough for everything that he um, taught me and, you know, showed me and, you know, took the time to really, you know, help me along the way. And I think that that can be one of the most um, helpful things in our industry. I mean, I, I kind of mentioned earlier, it's all about who you know, but not even in a way to get you a job or to, you know, help you with, a, I don't even know, attaining a goal. It's more of, hey, you know, I'm having this issue or I'm really kind of thinking about about one of these promotions and I'd like to talk it through with you. And so someone who's really been there um, and, and knows you well and knows where your head's at is really uh, probably your best asset um, that I would say um, in the industry. So I would say that, you know, I, I talk to my mentor probably, you know, once every two weeks. And uh, I think we, we have a really good relationship and I don't think that, you know, it will, uh, I, th I do think that we will continue that. For sure, for sure. And, you know, talk about the aspect of, you know, the play f pay for play model. Um, you know, do you think that'll be, you know, in the near future? What do you think about having, you know, the college athletes getting, being able to get paid um, yes. Besides the um, <laughs> well, you asked me this question, but I haven't really personally made up my own mind yet. Um, I do know <laughs> that as an athlete, I um, definitely think that pay players should be able to be paid um, outside of their scholarship. However, as a working professional in the industry, I don't know how to make it work. Um, you know, just budget wise, money wise, um, all of the risk of endorsements and, um, you know, anything coming from other companies. So, I mean, I think I'm torn. So you asked me that question and I don't know, I don't, I don't have a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, um, you know, that's, that's it, right? If we had a crystal ball. Right, I know. To, I'd write a book and be a millionaire. It'd be great, right? <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, just any final advice, you know, for those who want to work in sports, college athletics as well. You know, what are some, I want to touch on this before, uh, you know, before I let you go too. What are some misconceptions about, being a college athlete that, you know, people still might have or, you know, <laughs> some of yeah, those that people may not be aware of. Yeah, I think that if you work anywhere of. outside of the sports industry, I think that there are misconceptions about, um, you know, the, the product that a student athlete will produce in the workplace or, you know, whatever it is. I think that they're, um, I would say, haven't been very good um, you know, things in the past that have, have shown that, um, about people in the workplace that are student athletes. But, you know, honestly, <laughs> I think that it really makes a great employee, someone who's been 
um, you know, in sports, either their whole lives or even just for a little bit, because you learn so many things, um, kind of like what I mentioned earlier with teamwork, leadership, um, your work ethic. You've le- you learn so many things through sports. And so I do definitely think that there are some, you know, um, stigmas associated with hiring someone that was a student athlete. But I think that if you're in the sports industry, I think you have a way better chance of, um, you know, excelling and really being utilized for your strengths. Um, I mean, I know that, you know, when I'm looking at, you know, people that I have met or, you know, network networking and making connections that if I see that someone was a student athlete, it really um, intrigues me about them because I kind of think that I can connect with them and that they would make a really good, you know, connection or, um, you know, in, employee, you know, somewhere down the road for, you know, not only me, but another company, especially if I know them and know their work ethic. I think that you will always take those things that you learn along the way. Um, And so I think that that's a cool thing to learn and use in your professional career. But one thing that I would definitely tell um, anyone looking to try to get a job in the sports industry or, um, you know, just kind of getting in, involved and see if it's the right fit for them is um, look around for internships. I know that there are a ton of sports jobs that are looking for um, interns every year. And honestly, it, I didn't know about any of those opportunities when I was in uh, at Marshall and undergrad. But I think that if I did, I would have, you know, done whatever I needed to do to try to figure out uh, how to get that internship, because I think it's very valuable. And, you know, I think kind of like what you said earlier, you know, you find a good mentor, you find someone that is really willing to help and is passionate about helping other people. Um, I think that you can learn so much more than, you know, the unpaid internship that you have or the minimum wage internship, you know, you're not just going and, and doing the, the tasks that they have you do day after day, week after week, but you go in there and you say, I would really like to do this for a living. So what can you tell me about what you know? And I think people are always willing to help um, in that regard. So I would just say like, you know, reach out to people, even if you've never met them, even if you don't know if it's something you want to do for the rest of your life, you know, sign yourself up for eight weeks or athletic season and see if you like it and see if it's a good fit because you know, you might learn something along the way that you might not want to do what you signed up for, but you saw a really cool, you know, facilities job or something that you would really be interested in along the way. So I think that it's just worth putting yourself out there and really making those connections. Yeah, I love it. Um, Meeting those connections, internship, networking, mentoring. I love it. Uh, Couldn't set it any better. I mean, we could uh, continue this conversation more. Um, if if people want to get a hold um, of you, what's connect through the LinkedIn. best way to connect? I, I unfortunately have not been very good about checking it recently, but since I got a new phone, I, I forgot to download the app back <laughs> to my new phone. But um, I'd say LinkedIn for sure. I mean, definitely look me up. I'm always <laughs> looking to connect and uh, and get involved with people. Thank you for See, having me. It was me. a really pleasure having it. you on this evening. Yeah, it was a pleasure and a lot of good stuff. Thank you. Go Gators. And go Gators. Thank you. <laughs> Take care, Teal. <laughs>